Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Yo. 50 years of hip-hop. 50 years of hip-hop from Listener Power, KEXP. Well, well, well. You've been listening to 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. And what can I say? We made it, folks. It's the final episode in the series. To cap it off, we're looking back in the not-too-distant past, last year, 2022. My man Martin Douglas is going to send us out right with a bang with Pollo Rico by Billy Woods. It's a deeply intimate track. And the theme's almost as dense as the smoke that inspired it. <laughs> Ashtrays overflowed. This I roll, can't do it on the phone. Maybe a little limerick my poems in your home. After me, they gonna live on. They gonna be here when all y'all is gone. To hear some people tell it, the writing of Billy Wood supersedes rap music and is on par with literary giants like James Joyce. And I don't exactly disagree. I spoke on that a little near the beginning of this series when I highlighted Arm & Hammer, Woods' critically acclaimed group with Elucid. The legend of Billy Woods is easy to understand. He's a daring, visionary artist, and it took much of the music world nearly two decades to catch up to him. The strength and style of his lyricism carried him through his career, and a strong visual aesthetic augmented his success. His press photos obscure his face like he's in the Witness Protection Program, offering first-hand testimony on 60 Minutes or some other new series. You know, a black bar photoshopped in or a blur effect on his face. Black astronaut, cop space suit and jet off my steps. Challenger launch, burning bright, burning dead. Woods' style of lyricism could also be interpreted as a protection of his privacy. His writing is fractured and non-linear. Woods' pen careens all over between time, place, and perspective. A Billy Woods song can move from a detailed character sketch to historical fiction and into personal memoir in the span of a few bars. You can hear autobiography interspersed throughout his catalog, and in interviews, he's downright candid. Here's Woods speaking with KEXP's Dusty Henry about his early years. Your mom was a, a professor and a writer, and your, your dad was a... Uh, well, he was a professor until he was very active in the Zimbabwean liberation movement in, in, in exile. Woods was born in Washington, D.C. to a pair of scholars who met in grad school. His mother was a professor, and his father was an activist who helped the liberation efforts of Zimbabwe in the late 1970s. After a Marxist government was installed in Zimbabwe in the early 1980s, Woods' father brought his family to the country, where Woods lived for about nine years. When his father passed away, Woods' mother moved the family back to America. A formative experience came in the form of the final minutes of the Spike Lee joint, Do the Right Thing, famous for its use of the public enemy single, Fight the Power. We got to fight the power, Fight the power! In an interview with respected hip-hop site Passion of the Weiss, Woods says he wrote his first rhyme in 1997, working in a hotel laundromat in Kennebunk, Maine. 
he wouldn't pursue rap as an art form until he met Vortal Mega, one half of revered New York duo Cannibal Ox. Life's ill, sometimes life might kill. Vortal Mega, five digits, grab mic, mic strike type hill. It's life real, I keep bills when life feel like earth don't spin. Whirlwinds might blend, life's at a standstill. Dangerous cause man kills. From here, Woods started his own label, Backwood Studios, in 2002. It served as a forum for unchallenging, uncompromising work, not just for Woods himself, but a variety of artists. After working on his own album sporadically over the next decade, Woods released his first of many masterpieces, History Will Absolve Me, in 2012. Tom waits for no man. He ain't believed till his ace boom took the stand. Shook the DA hand. That's that honor amongst thieves. My enemies, enemies are always well received. And another in 2015 with Today I Wrote Nothing. Walking these lost blocks, little with board cops. After the storm, old horse readjust teeth to a thorn cop. 25 of pop, coarse hands, chip polish, do me a solid. Please don't pass it if it ain't exotic. This period dovetails with the formation and emergence of Arm and Hammer, which is just as responsible as Woods' solo work for establishing his presence in the underground. Ultimate side parking, I didn't leave the apartment. Look, I could sit here and list every album Woods has worked on over the past decade as evidence to his talent, but I'll save all that for when some university approaches me about teaching a class that explores his lyrics. Over the last 20 years, he's put out more than a dozen studio albums. Hydro jars, 50 pop, line out the door, this pack when we had the nerve to call brickweed chocolate. The divine inspiration for Woods' second album of 2022, Church, came from a place similar to the one that has struck many artists for many generations, cannabis. Specifically, a high-end strain called Church. And when I say high-end, I'm not just being funny. Woods told Craig Jenkins of New York Magazine, when Church was at the height of its popularity in New York, it would go for $550 an ounce. A far cry from the easily accessible weed prices of today, where a good strain will cost you half that. Anyway, Church unlocked a lot of memories for Woods and he began writing about a bygone era in his life. Church became the only strain of weed he smoked while working on the album. All jokes aside, I enjoyed the ride. I miss my guys, took the church and put it in the sky. Armed with beats from longtime collaborator Messiah Music, Church holds some of the most autobiographical writing of Woods' career. Hospital vending machine, D2 is the Cheetos. New Year's Eve, I snuck in the Clico. Pollo Rico, you can fries. Louis the 14th in a vape, you hit it twice. I hope it's nothing but holes in paradise. Poyo Rico is particularly intimate. Woods visits a dying friend at the hospital on New Year's Eve. The song's chorus lists an inventory of things Woods sneaks in for his friend to enjoy. It's a touching moment of camaraderie in the face of the great unknown. Death continues to linger over Poyo Rico's second verse, the death toll of revolution eventually leading to bodies being incinerated in mass because there's not enough space in the ground to bury them. It's marked with betrayal and alienation to round out all the tragedy in the song. As for Woods, 
it seems as though much of the world has finally caught up to him. Bigger label distribution, bigger shows, crisscrossing the world, both as a solo artist and one half of Arm & Hammer. The critical acclaim has spread to mainstream publications. Earlier this year, he also released a children's book titled A is for Anarchist. And as hip-hop music settles into its second half century as arguably the most dynamic, revolutionary, and popular art form on earth, the depth of Woods' craft makes him one of the ideal leading lights for the future. This piece was written by Martin Douglas. Audio was produced by Roddy Nickpour. And our podcast manager is Isabel Khalili. It's been a hell of a year working on this podcast with the entire editorial team. When we started this back in January, believe it or not, you weren't hearing about 50 years of hip-hop every five seconds like it feels like now. I'm so glad that we've seen such great celebration of this incredible culture over the course of 2023. Honestly, though, it's hard to imagine any podcast, any performance, any festival, any one-time, one-off thing properly commemorating the impact of this culture, of this music, of the people who've been a part of it, who put their blood, sweat, tears, everything into it. But I'm proud that we made our mark with this one. We can properly call it critically acclaimed. We can even properly call it award-winning. I'm incredibly proud of the entire editorial team and everybody who made it possible. Big shout out to Dusty Henry, Isabel Khalili, Roddy Nickpour, Gia Velasquez, Martin Douglas, Janice Headley, Jasmine Albertson, Albina Cabrera, Gabriel Teodros, Supreme LaRocque, Eva Walker, DJ Ladylove, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but from the bottom of my big ass heart, thank you for real. And I want to remind you to stay tuned to this feed for our next original podcast, The Cobain 50. All this is made possible by the direct support of our amazing listeners in this incredible, passionate community. So again, thank you. So with that said, I'm Larry Mizell Jr. This has been 50 Years of Hip Hop, brought to you by KEXP, where the music matters. Yo, yo, what happened to peace? Peace, 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 peace.